Hi everyone, it's Johnny here. Thanks for tuning in if you're listening to the podcast or watching the video. So today's piece of content is called how to avoid client creative punch-ups. Now I've broken down this subject matter into five different pieces of content. So this is part one today. The other four pieces will be coming out over the next few weeks and maybe months. So you're probably wondering what does this have to do with brand and brand strategy? Well, it's, in, it's incredibly important because in brand building, creativity and relationships form a large part of the foundations of building a, a reputation, whether it be external and internally. So building good relationships with your creative team, whether it be internal or so your supply chain, is super important. And if you have had um, challenging arguments or discussions, um, hopefully not punch-ups, then you will know that the, this video um, or this content is extremely important. So if you are a business owner or you're a marketing manager, um, a director, and you deal with a, a creative team, or if you're a creative and you deal with managers or directors or clients, I'm gonna guess now that at some point you've had a difficult situation, a conflict that you've had to resolve, hopefully, if you have resolved it. So you'll understand that this is a really important thing uh, and when communication breaks down or these conflicts arise, it can be really detrimental to the project. Um, it can actually be really de detrimental to your working life, um, your personal life, um, and also your, you know, physically and mentally and spiritually can be really, really draining. So it's really important that we resolve these issues as quickly and as stress-free as possible. So there's no right and wrong answer or out outputs or outcomes in a creative project. Um, everyone's got their own opinion, which makes things really, really difficult. So who's right and who's wrong? And that's, you know, a lot of the reasons why people argue because they want it their way. Another thing that breaks down communication or starts conflicts is that people don't understand the objectives of a project. A lot of people within a supply chain only know what they think they need to know or what the client or manager thinks they need to know. And because they don't know the objectives or the outcomes or the, um, the projected outcomes of the project, then they're only focusing on their part of the job. So if everyone knows what the objectives are and what the goals are of a project, then actually people might be more in tune with that project uh, and get things done without as much conflict and confrontation. A lot of designers and creatives have a lack of guidance. So they just get left with a project just to get on with it. Um, and the client may not be guiding them down the right route or brief them up to a level which will allow them to truly understand what they need to do within that project. And the last one, and this is a huge one, is that often the creative doesn't actually know who the end user is. And with a lot of creative projects, it's normally the client's customer. Um, it can be other people, but often it's the, the customer's customer. Um, so if the designer or creative truly doesn't understand what the, the thing is for, 
then there's always going to be conflict and confrontation when deciding what's right and what's wrong in the project. So what are the five major issues that come up again and again um, with confrontation with creatives and clients? And they are creative differences is a huge one. Endless amends. Breakdown of communication. The servant-master relationship and payment. So trying to get paid for the project or paying people for the project. So as creative director, I kind of sit on both sides of this argument. So I started my career um, as a freelancer. I was a freelance designer. I then moved on to be creative director. So now I manage teams of creative people and I also work very closely with my clients. So I kind of sit on both sides of the camp. So I've obviously done a lot of work for clients um, and there has been confrontation and conflict there. And I also have lots of suppliers and creative freelancers that I work with. Um, and sometimes there's conflict on that side and I see both sides and over the years now, I've created um, ways and systems to understand how people work and ways of resolving conflict as quickly and as, efficient, as efficiently as possible. Now the one thing to really understand in any creative project is that everyone has the same objectives. Um, everyone wants to get the, the project done stress-free. Everyone wants to do a really, really good job and everyone really wants the outcome or the product to be the best thing that they can produce so knowing that and if we're all clear about that then actually with having the same objectives we're all we've all got the same goals and we can all move towards those same goals goals together so this is part one and part one is all about creative differences so let's be clear about both parties here so the client in terms of their skill set and knowledge will know the customer better than the creative so they know about what the customer wants what they like what they dislike they will have history with the with the customer so they know what's worked in the past um, what what hasn't worked and that is all really really crucial knowledge now the creative knows their trade the best. So if they're, if they're a designer, they know what looks good, what doesn't look good. If they're a web designer, they know what functions well, um, what's gonna work in terms of search and content and UX and uh, UI. So they know their trade and their craft. So in terms of both parties, they both bring really, really crucial skills to a project or campaign. Now, where the creative differences happen is when each other tries to kind of um, push themselves into the other person's area, okay, or skill set. So what you need to do is from the offset is be very, very clear, um, and you can talk about this within a meeting or a phone call or, or however, however you want to discuss this, is to let each other know each other's skill set. So the client can talk about their work in terms of the business or their, their work as a manager and what they do, their experience with working with that customer. You know, let the creative really understand um, who that person is that they're creating this work for. Um, they can talk about what's worked in the past and what hasn't worked and the behavior and the needs and wants of the customer. 
okay? Now the client, I'm sorry, the creative can then tell the client or the manager about the work that they've done, about their skill set, um, projects that they've done where things have gone well or where things haven't gone as well, um, potentially where there's been conflict in the past. And just by having this conversation, you really start to get to know each other and you really get to understand where each other's skills lie. And then you can start to think about, well, how, what's the best way we can work together? Uh, and when it comes to those certain points where we're going to have to discuss the artwork or the, the, the product or the thing that you're creating about who's got the knowledge and where we're going to use each other's expertise and iron that out right from the beginning. So if you can identify with your client that the thing that they're trying to do or change is gonna devalue the product, and that will have an impact on the objectives and the outcomes of the, of the project. You can also go that little bit further and say, if we fail those objectives, then what's gonna happen is gonna have a direct impact to the engagement of the project and ultimately the revenue or the bottom line that's going to result from that problem. Okay, so if you start talking about money and time, then that's going to be the language that the client and the or the manager is going to understand. So by you changing that, it's going to devalue. The devalue will affect the objectives and the objective will affect the engagement and ultimately the money that's generated from that project. And if you can do that in a very calm um, and collected way, then hopefully your manager or the client will understand, well, actually, maybe I shouldn't do this and maybe I should listen to this person a bit more and, and understand how we can work through this. If the client or manager is still persistent and they're like, no, this is what I want to do, I want to change it um, and I'm not budging, then what you'll probably need to do is put in writing and say, okay, that's fine, you know, you're paying my wages or, you know, you're paying my fees, I will ultimately do what you want me to do. You need to put in writing and say, but I want you to sign this. So if you change this, if you design it in this way or change it in this way, it will result in lack of engagement or it will it will, um, we, the, it will break the objectives or we won't be able to fulfill the objectives of the campaign and ultimately that's going to affect the revenue or the engagement and get them to sign it because actually when that client or manager sees it in writing they might think twice and think actually do I, know, do I want to be responsible for this if something was to happen and I have signed this then actually I'm going to be responsible for this. So it might make them think twice. I know that sounds quite drastic and you're trying, trying to get them to sign things, but if you truly believe that their decision-making is wrong and it is going to affect the project in a negative way, then actually doing things like this can work really, really well. We have done things like this. We've not actually got anyone to sign anything, but we've written in emails look, we will change what you want us to change, but if we do this, we believe our professional opinion is that it's gonna affect the project in this way, and ultimately, um, you're gonna have less engagement or it's gonna affect the productivity or the revenue. Um, are you happy for us to go ahead and do this? And when they see it in an email, they might think, hmm, you know what? Maybe I, I don't wanna do this. So it's worth trying and exploring that. Now, those challenges, work exactly the same 
from a client to a creative. So if you are having a, a challenge or a dispute or a, um, you will really, really believe in your convictions and you want something changed, then you need to educate the creative why. So if you want it a certain way, because you truly believe that it will affect the outcome in terms of the client's perception or your, you know, your customer's perception, or it will affect it in a way that will um, be problematic to the project, you, you, then, you then need to educate the creative why that's going to happen. So if you're the business, um, whether it be the manager or the uh, client um, in a dispute or confrontation, you then need to explain to the creative why you think it should be done your way. Now, a great way of doing this is to educate the creative about what's worked and what hasn't worked in the past um, and show, you know, show evidence of this. You know, say we've created this in the past and it didn't work because of that reason, or we've done this project in the past and it was really successful because we did this. And normally it was it would be because the project worked well with your customer, it resonated with your customer, um, and it hit the objectives that your customer wanted. But you need to educate the, the creative why and how that happened. So what are some of the other solutions that you can implement to stop these confrontations and arguments happening? Okay, so the first one is creating style sheets and mood boards. Now, it depends what creative project you're working on. So if you are producing a video, then obviously storyboarding and treatments are really good. If it's a website project, um, you know, you can create wireframes and um, prototypes but you need to create something that gets the imagination going for the client um, it's something that you can both refer to um, through the project and it's also some a great way to visualize how the project will go and what it will look like um, this can often reduce the amount or if not get rid of all conflicts during the creative process a really good tool to use from a visual point of view is Pinterest. So we use this on all our creative projects. Um, now what you want to do is create a Pinterest board or a style sheet, a mood board of the type of things that you like, whether it be um, in terms of shape, colour, form, any type of inspiration that kind of gives the client an idea of what they could have all the kind of style that it might lean towards during the process. Now, if you're the client, you can do this too. So you can create mood boards and style sheets and Pinterest boards of the type of things that you really, really like, things that have worked in the past, things that haven't worked. Um, and a lot of designers and creators love this. It really tightens up the brief and it really helps align creative thinking. And if you can both agree on a style sheet or mood board, that will probably reduce probably about 90% of any conflict that can happen later on. If you do create a style sheet or mood board and you agree on it, make sure you sign it off. So once you start creating things later on down the project, if the creative goes on a tangent and starts doing something different, you can say, well, hang on, no, we've signed off this style sheet, this mood board, we need to stick to that. Uh, and if the client then starts to want to take it on a different journey, if you're the creative, you can say, no, this is what we signed off, this is what we agreed on, and this is what we should be sticking with. Now, during a creative project, 
there's always going to be tangents and there's going to be um, new ideas and people are going to want to exercise different types of ideas and creativity. That always happens. Now, the best thing to do when, when these things do come up is just sit down and talk about them. So if the client wants to do something different or the creative has a different idea, wants to go in a different way, the key is just to sit down and exercise those ideas and you know, ask the key questions. Does it fulfill the objectives of the project? Is it going in the right direction? Is it aligned with our original thinking? And is, is it gonna increase the value of what we're doing? And if it does, and you can both agree, then that's great. If you don't agree, it is all about talking and it is all about going back to those original conversations about skill sets and value. What do we both bring to the table here? What are the objectives? Um, and is it going in the direction that we've both agreed on? Now, when it comes down to it and you've totally locked horns, you know, no one's budging, um, you, you're literally just stuck. I think at that point, what's really good is to bring in some other, um, other people that can voice their opinions. But what's really important is to bring a diverse group of thinking. So if someone wants it their way and someone wants it another way, if you can bring in some other minds um, from the client side or the manager side or the creative side to give their opinion, that can often really, really help. But make sure it's balanced. Make sure that the people that are coming in to bring new opinions understand the project, understand the value of the project and understand the outcomes of the project and see what people say. Because normally someone on the fence or someone in the middle can hear both sides uh, and actually take away what both people want and help bring both parties together. What ultimately you will have to do, if it is just total locking of horns and no one wants to budge, you're just going to have to be diplomatic and you're gonna to have to meet in the middle. You're gonna to have to sacrifice some things um, on both sides, but eventually you're just gonna to have to meet in the middle and if you can, if you can sort of resolve certain key issues and discuss things and sacrifice a bit of what you want so you can meet in the middle, that will often allow you to get to the next stage of the project and ultimately complete that project. Now, I hope that's been useful. I know when these problems arise, they can be really, really difficult. Um, they can affect you personally, they can affect your confidence, um, but there is always a solution everything's fixable and you've probably heard me mention many times through through what I've been saying it's about discussing and chatting and talking through um, and try and find some sort of resolution um, you need to stay calm you need to hold your own um, and it's really really difficult but talking is good you know and definitely try and talk as much at the beginning of the project Talk about your skill sets, talk about your objectives, talk about what you personally want to get out of this project. Really get to understand each other uh, and hopefully there'll be no punch-ups. Okay, so that's the end of, uh, of this piece of content. The next uh, video and podcast that I'm going to create is all about amends and endless amends which causes huge amounts of problems. And I'm gonna talk about how you can resolve uh, endless amends and put some things in place so that doesn't happen. So please be useful, be kind, and I'll see you all very soon. Bye-bye.
Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash with me, Johnny P. Brand strategy, art direction, and marketing 